Hello, fellow patriots and liberty lovers everywhere. Great to have you along. Uh, We've made it to the fourth and final hour of the Bobby Mac Show here on Hump Day. It is the bonus hour, and just as in the preceding three hours, that is, um, open invitation for you to call, and we'll have a conversation. Just all you have to do is grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800 347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307, and my email address, bob at 1063word.com. Without further ado, to the phones, because folks have been patiently waiting uh, to get on, beginning with uh, Ricky, who is our leadoff batter here in the bonus hour. Hi, Ricky, and welcome to the show. Thanks for waiting. Thank you, Bobby. you were talking about Walter Williams earlier when you started your show, and I was, right. wasn't wasn't he the uh, uh, had a black? I mean, he was the black guy that did the uh, conservative radio show. Was uh, that Walter no, Williams? no, that's that's somebody else. Walter Williams uh, was uh, an economist. Uh, had right. retired. I remember him too. I got him confused. Okay. Right, right, and and it, and he he's an amazing life story i mean he was a brilliant guy brilliant economist he was uh and and his life story uh is truly incredible uh i wish i had time to go through it but i encourage people uh to use a search engine and look up uh professor walter williams and yeah i was with him too but i always got those two guys mixed up with the names but uh, right but you're right. You said earlier they should do a movie about his life. That would be incredible. Yeah, it would be because you want to talk about an American success story, somebody pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps. Uh, this is a guy yeah. that, that yeah. started out uh, literally with nothing and and yet with his his own innate intelligence and skills and willingness to work uh, ended up as, as one of America's best-known uh, and most respected economists. Truly, truly amazing. Right. We could use them again today. You bet. But, you uh, bet. And but I love your show. I'm out of Columbia, and I've been listening to you all the years I come up to the, into the Greenville area on um, on work and pleasure. Uh, I love the love the city. And um, matter of fact, a, a mutual friend of ours. I don't know if you remember. Harry Turner. Uh, oh yeah, sure. He was a, a DJ in Greenville many, many moons ago, and right. He, uh, I was telling him how much I enjoyed your show and wish you were syndicated in Columbia, and he, uh, he goes, "Well, I know, Bobby. I'll, I'll try to set up a meeting and uh, and have you meet him." And I always was hoping that was happen, but then we lost by uh, we lost Harry last year. Yeah. So yeah, uh, sadly we did. He, yeah, he's a great, great guy, and. Uh, and, and a lot of history there with him as well. And uh, and I don't know if you ever saw his book or read his book, the uh, This Magic Moment, um, all about the old uh, soul stars that he worked with all, all over the years in the right. 50s and 60s. And but uh, anyway, great talking to you. And I, I, I again, I confused this this other Williams that uh, had a conservative talk show years ago on on radio, and he retired. And right. I did meet him in Myrtle Beach one time when he came down and did a uh, uh, an interview with one of the local stations down there, and and uh, and and I, and I remember Walter Williams as well. And I, when I would hear the names, I would always get, get those two guys confused. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, I've, uh, I've, 
I have that problem myself. Well, uh, thanks for the kind words, yeah. Ricky. I, I appreciate it. And, and maybe at, at some point we can still uh, meet up sometime. Look forward to it. I, I would love I would love to do that. And uh, um, if there's any way I could get leave you my number uh, with somebody there yeah. um, or get yours, I would love to do that. I'm in Greenville, uh, the area, about three times a week. And um, I would love to meet with you. Sure. Uh, in fact, uh, just hang on. Uh, because uh, Money Penny will put you back on hold and uh, just uh, leave your number with her, and uh, and then she'll relay it to me, and uh, we'll be able to connect at some point down the road. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate the call. Greenville, my next stop, and uh, Brian is next up. Hi, Brian, and welcome to the program. Well, good evening, Bobby. Um, voter fraud. I don't see any evidence that they cleaned it up in Georgia. So what, how on earth are we going to win those Senate seats when the, uh, the electoral process, process does not have any integrity into it yeah. whatsoever? And, they, they, I mean, President Trump went out. He worked hard. He campaigned. Uh, he won the election. The people, the Trump supporters, showed up overwhelmingly for him, and they stole it. Yep. And to my knowledge, they haven't cleaned it up in Georgia. So how on earth are we going to win that? It's a real fear, Brian, and it's one that I have, and that's why I mentioned earlier that I hope that in addition to what we're seeing on the surface of uh, the RNC spending a ton of money in Georgia in media advertising and, and all the rest of that stuff, that uh, they seriously invest some heavy-duty dollars as well. Uh, I don't care what it takes. If they have to bring in Brinks guards or uh, they have to bring in federal marshals, uh, whatever they need to do to ensure that we don't have a repetition of what we just saw in Georgia in, the, pres in the presidential campaign. Because look, these, these guys now, uh, as the Brits would say, they've got the bit between their teeth. They're empowered because they were able to steal uh, the White House, they believe, may not still happen, of course, but that's what they believe right now. So if it worked once, why in the world would any right-thinking person not think they'll try and replicate it when they can have control of the whole shebang if they win those two seats? Exactly right, and I'd like to leave you with, with two points. One is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, and it says, Righteousness exalts a nation. Mm -hmm. Righteousness, not legislation, not celebrity, not popularity, not wisdom, not intelligence or anything else. Not money. Exalts a nation. Right. Yeah. But sin, that's right, not money. But sin is a reproach of disgrace to everyone. So we need a great spiritual awakening here until we get that. I'm not sure we're going to get our country back. And, you know what and, I'm saying? Yeah, I know and, exactly and what you're... Two, and then... Yeah, and then the last thing, Bobby. Yeah. You know, we love President Trump. We love him. I voted for him twice. Me too. And pray for him um, quite a bit, a lot. And uh, we love him. But uh, what is so frustrating to me is that he continues to surround himself with his enemies. Yeah. He did it with um, Bill Barr. He did it with James Comey. He did it with uh, Christopher Ray's. Mm -hmm. He's done it with the, the director of the CIA and so on and so forth. Right. And, uh, yeah. and they're enemies. All of that group are, are enemies of the American people. Yes, they are. 
So, so we need to zero in on cleaning up all of that. And I don't want to see rah-rah rallies. I want to see indictments and prosecution. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> You know, right, and you, th- thank you, Brian. I appreciate uh, appreciate uh, the good words and especially the scripture. Thank you. Speaking of rallies, which uh, Brian just mentioned, yeah, I want to see, I want to see some people in orange jumpsuits, perp walked. The president will return to Georgia to rally support for Republican senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue ahead of the January fifth runoff elections. The RNC says the victory rally will be held at the Valdosta Airport on Saturday, December 5th. Kind of curious that it's not in Atlanta, but then again, uh, relations somewhat strained between uh, the president and uh, the governor there. So maybe that's why they're doing it at Valdosta. Uh, Loeffler, uh, Purdue candidate for public service commissioner, Lauren Bubba McDonald, and other Republicans will each deliver remarks. You think a guy named Bubba McDonald has has got a, has got a chance to win the PSC job in Georgia? Uh, yeah, in days gone by, uh, yeah. Uh, today, though, he'd he'd probably have a, a better chance of winning if his name was Che Guevara McDonald. Sixteen after six here on the Bobby Mac Show. Be right back. Welcome back. 622 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Well, it happened again, Money Penny. Happens every so often, as, as you know all too well. I was wrong. What? 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 Say that again? Yeah. I, I was wrong earlier in the program. Wow. Yeah. Guilty as charged. You remember uh, we were talking about the, uh, the monolith uh, thing uh, in Romania? And and I said that I got a, a text message that said in Romanian accent, uh, Chifac, C H E F A C H. I probably butchered the uh, pronunciation there, and I didn't want to mention the word because I said I don't know what that means, but but I have a feeling it's not happy birthday. Right, 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 right. right. So now I got a, a follow up text, and it says, uh, "Ha ha." The Romanian word is safe. It means, how are you? Aww. And the answer is, bene. I'm good. Now, lots of Romanian workers here in the auto industry as expats. So, you know, you learn something new every day. I, I certainly didn't know that. Follow it away in your, man, your mind encyclopedia. It is, it is there. Bumping around with all other kinds of flotsam and jetsam that occasionally comes out at uh, cocktail parties or <laughs> usually the, or on the show yeah or, yeah. or on the show yeah right. typically at the uh, the least uh, the least appropriate moment that's right. so, that is so, totally so right. you know what but but now that's good you know because now if i get romanian callers when you know instead of saying welcome to the show i can say shefak uh, or shefash whichever it may be c h e f a c h so benny good thanks appreciate that uh, to the phones we go. Thanks for patiently waiting. Let's head to Greer and bring in Richard here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, Richard, and welcome to the program. Hey, Bobby Mack. Thanks for taking my call. Man, I got to say, you're a good guy. The guy that called talking about Walter Williams, 
You know, I would have said, because I think I know you're a pretty good, uh, pretty avid <laughs> golfer. Uh, well, we may have a, I may, if I have an opening on a, you know, come play Lone Wolf for this, you know, hey, we'll, we'll have some fun and hit you that way. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, just pass right over you, but I'm sure there's... Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know, Richard. I don't know, Richard. I, I don't want to assume uh, that I would uh, take the leap of faith of forcing somebody to watch my golf swing. <laughs> I'm sure. All, all the ones that can do well, talk bad about it. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm not saying anything. But anyway, um, the, uh, I had an uh, interesting thing because I know you talked. I've heard it on your show. I think I've heard it on Levin, um, mm-hmm. and I think you even alluded to it uh, in the five o'clock hour about a report issued out by John Hopkins. Well, let me tell you. Yes. Start to begin. I try to be very, very quick as it seems. Okay. Uh, I have a family member just turned eighteen. They're amazed, so I went to their their doctor and uh, we kind of stayed with what he had growing up. And uh, first thing I get there, and they say, well, you know, I can't come in. And I'm like, why? Well, it's just in my mind. And anyway, my, my family member says it's part of COVID. Isn't it? And uh, I said, yeah, well, I, I said, no, no. So I, I was trying to call my attorney. I told my wife, I said, I'm living. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, they, they said, no, it was incorrect. You can come. It's one one family member can come in, not the whole family, da, da, da. So anyway, but then we started getting into these vaccines. There's new vaccines for hepatitis and all this kind of other, you know, yeah and stuff. And um, right. Anyway, I was mentioning about the flu vaccine, and I said, I said, heck, the H1N1 killed more people than COVID. Oh boy, I set off a bomb. This guy, this doctor started going. Oh, I don't know if you ever seen what was it. The new invasion of the body snatchers, where they just start shaking and stuff, and they turn <laughs> right. into somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did, man, right there in front of me. And wow. we went at it to several things, and, and I said, "Well, hey, go look up John Hopkins. Something was issued that it's you know less than six percent of the deaths reported under COVID are actually COVID. They're usually some other. Now, listen, this is choice. Right. This is choice. The guy said, "Well, if you have COPD and you have uh, uh you could, you know." You, you die from COVID. I mean, that's possibly 10 years you wouldn't be. I said, who knows you're going to live 10 years with COPD? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Right. Yeah, or cancer. Who knows you're going to live another six? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's underlying circumstances, and that's not us. And I said, it's all, and I held my hand down and said, it's all about that. I said, all right, I was all into whatever. Right. But I just thought that was a very, and that's a, that's a, I'll say, this, that was a charisma doctor. I mean, you know, so right. it's right here in our own backyard. Guys. Yeah, yeah, sadly and, um, it is. And and here's here's another one to add to, uh, another arrow to stick in your quiver for that stuff. And you can look this up. It's on the CDC website. I, I mentioned it uh, two weeks ago. Uh, of the 230,000 deaths that uh, was topical at that time, and it's closer probably to 240 by now, CDC's own numbers show that 130,000 of those deaths were from the flu, uh, the regular flu, pneumonia, heart attacks, strokes, poisonings, and and other accidents. Uh, The guy in Florida that uh, was killed in a motorcycle wreck uh, who died of COVID, the guy who shot himself in the head uh, who died of, of COVID. So even the CDC uh, in in uh, cataloging all of these things had to admit that uh, more than half of them 
are either pre-existing conditions or something else entirely other than COVID-19. And look, I don't want people to misunderstand me. For those who have uh, these pre-existing, whatever they call them, comorbidities or, or whatever, pre-existing stuff. They've got C- yeah. yeah, COPD or as, as you referenced a couple of other things, heart condition or what have you. Yeah, there is an increased risk, uh, especially with increased age, for people in these categories. But to keep all these kids out of school and all the rest, it's nonsense. Right, right. And I mean, it's, it's you know, whenever the guy said, because I was talking about, you know, all these new vaccines, and I was like, you know, I said, son, I've never taken a flu shot in my life. Well, I did. I think I took it in with H1N1 because it was supposed to be so bad. It right. wasn't, that, you know, it wasn't as bad as they said it was going to be. But anyway, you know, and I said, you know, most of the stuff that, you know, a lot of it is, you know, the flu vaccines are uh, not, you know, they don't work. You, know, you get the flu anyway. Right. You know, and, and, uh, but anyway, I just want well, to share Well, be, because, because of, because of, because of the supply chain, these, these vaccines have to be manufactured so far in advance. Essentially, they're throwing darts to guess which strain of the flu is going to be predominant during the next flu cycle, and they make the flu vaccine based on that. So they might be right, and you get a flu vaccine that actually protects you from whatever strain is current, but they might not. It might be something right. totally different. So, But they don't want to right, talk about right. that. Right, yeah. And uh, one other thing, too, I mean, we go on. I know what you're saying about the flu vaccine, but there's some of the hepatitis C that was added. And I said, well, let's, you know, he walked out. He walked out of one now. I have to do them because we're not sure if insurance would cover because he ended up getting a bill for $100 for the laboratory whenever he had to be tested because mm-hmm. he worked at a, a restaurant. But anyway, right. um, down to uh, Georgia. <clears throat> now, um, you can correct me, or I'm sure you probably heard him because I thought I've heard somebody on your show or somebody's show. Uh, uh, I think what they need in Georgia is the Oath Keepers to show up. Yeah. But that might, that might be, I'm sure the left's going to run with that as a racist uh, entity. Right. But, and um, and of course I, wouldn't allow them wouldn't allow, they they wouldn't allow the regular poll watchers in there. Right, right. Uh, let well, alone anybody else. Keepers, I think the oath keepers may find a more persuasive way to get in uh, It could be. To do things. You you may yeah. be onto something there, Richard. Thanks for the call, Richard. I appreciate it. Uh yeah, we run into this stuff all the time, you know. Oh yeah. You know, with the masks and the whole nine yards. Now, I haven't had anybody say anything to me. Uh, because I go maskless virtually everywhere, and uh, nobody's said a word, you know. But if they do, I'm just going to tell them I have a medical condition. Uh, I am allergic to fear-driven paranoia. 631 here on the Bobby Mack Show. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Pretty good hump day. 638 now, 22 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, We were mentioning uh, in the call before uh, the news at uh, the bottom of the hour, this study from Johns Hopkins. Conventional wisdom is that COVID-19 has caused thousands of deaths in the U.S. and nearly one and a half million worldwide. This perception has been directly challenged by a study published by Johns Hopkins University on November 22nd. Well, there's, you know, they're, they're unreliable, We can't trust uh, their numbers, right? It's only Johns Hopkins. Genevieve Briand, Assistant Program Director of the Applied Economics Master's Degree Program at JHU, 
critically analyzed the impact that COVID-19 had on U.S. deaths. According to her, the impact of COVID-19 on deaths in the United States can be fully understood by comparing it to the number of total deaths in the country. According to the study, quote, in contrast to most people's assumptions, the number of deaths by COVID-19 is not alarming. In fact, it has relatively no effect on deaths in the United States. That's what it says. And it should come as no surprise that the study was deleted within days. Luckily, a backup copy remains on the Wayback Machine, and we can still read the study. So how exactly did the study conclude that COVID-19 has had relatively little effect on deaths? Here's how the study made this determination. After retrieving data on the CDC website, Brianne compiled a graph representing percentages of total deaths per age category from early February to early September, which of course includes the period from before COVID-19 was detected in this country to after infection rates soared. Surprisingly, the deaths of older people stayed the same before and after COVID-19. Since COVID mainly affects the elderly, experts expected an increase in the percentage of deaths in older age groups. However, this increase is not seen from the CDC data. In fact, the percentage of deaths among all age groups remain relatively the same. According to Ms. Brian, the reason we have a higher number of reported COVID-19 deaths among older individuals than younger individuals is simply because every day in America, older individuals die in higher numbers than younger individuals. Duh! Now, one of the uh, medical doctors that has followed this stuff for some time, uh, Brian Jundep, who writes at American Thinker. As many Americans recover from their virtual Thanksgiving, sharing prayers and turkey across the internet, the media is pushing their November propaganda narrative that Dem Dementia Joe really won the presidential election and that COVID cases are once again surging across America. Washington Post claims that Wuhan cor cor coronavirus cases are skyrocketing, while the New York Times wails that it has hit us with a vengeance. Yet, the media is oblivious, either ignorantly or deliberately, to the reality that positive tests are not the same thing as cases. A case has a very specific definition apparently beyond the intellectual realm of Wolf Blitzer or Neil Cavuto, the CDC provides a specific case definition. A case is not just a positive test. Instead, what is needed is presumptive laboratory evidence and either clinical criteria or epidemiological evidence. Notice the and meaning not simply a positive test. The current COVID surges are 
positive tests, and even those are suspect without regard to whether those who test positive are actually sick or not. I was curious about drive-by testing and last weekend gave it a whirl. It only took about 20 minutes and was free, meaning I got what I paid for. Results were promised within three days, but took just over seven days to find out that I was virus-free. Given the sensitivity of the COVID PCR test, and this is a whole nother uh, can of worms entirely, it is likely that some of those being tested without any symptoms or exposure will be reported as testing positive and added to the case tickers running constantly on Fox News and CNN. Saying someone with a positive COVID test is a case is fraudulent. For comparison, blood glucose has an upper test limit of 140. Is everyone above that number a diabetic? Even if they just ate a donut or an ice cream cone before testing? Or does it take more than a single blood glucose level before one is diagnosed with diabetes? Does a single elevated blood pressure test make one hypertensive? Certainly not. COVID is tested using PCR, which amplifies any viral fragments found in the nose repeatedly until the test is positive. This is called the amplification cycle, and the higher that number, the more likely a positive test will be returned, even if it is clinically insignificant. From that bastion of right-wing conspiracy, the New York Times the standard tests are diagnosing huge numbers of people who may be carrying relatively insignificant amounts of the virus. Most of these people are not likely to be contagious, and identifying them may contribute to bottlenecks that prevent those who are contagious from being found in time. And the problem is the amplification cycle. The PCR test amplifies genetic matter from the virus in cycles. The fewer cycles required, the greater amount of virus or viral load in the sample. The greater the viral load, the more likely the patient is to be contagious. With too high an amplification cycle, the PCR test is hypersensitive. Most commercial tests set this threshold at 40, Whereas it would be more clinically meaningful if set at, say, 30. Otherwise, as the New York Times notes, tests with thresholds so high may detect not just live virus, but also genetic fragments, leftovers from infection that pose no particular risk of akin to finding a hair in a room long after a person has left. It's almost as if this was all planned out, part of a grand scheme for the administrative state to subversively take over the government rather than through free elections, seeking the consent of the governed. Keep your eye on the case numbers, which are simply positive tests, perpetuating the big con that things are far worse than they really are. That was, uh, as I said, written by a physician. But then, you know, he's probably no more trustworthy than Johns Hopkins. 
647, 13 before 7 here on The Bobby Mack Show. Be right back with the closing minutes. Yeah, so get this. Uh, my uh, favorite bureaucrat in Washington, Dr. Frogchi, uh, is uh, back at it again. Oh, by the way, he now admits, yeah, you know, I was probably wrong about the kids in school. Uh, it should be okay. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they don't spread uh, COVID-19 uh, very easily uh, or not uh, very dramatically affected by it. So I was probably wrong to say, well, he, he, he didn't go so far as to say he was wrong. <laughs> He's never going to do that. But he did say, we, we probably should uh, reopen the schools. Thanks a lot, Dr. Fauci. Same guy, by the way, who said, well, we really don't need to wear masks. And then, of course, turned right around, flip-flopped on that and said, no, everybody needs to ma- wear a mask everywhere. We need to wear masks all the way through 2021. We're never going to get back to normal. Thank you, uh, Dr. Fauci. By the way, he now recommends the COVID-19 vaccination for those who have recovered from COVID-19. My God, why does anybody listen to anything this guy has to say? Truly incredible. Uh, In on the text line, Bobby, have you heard of General McInerney explaining a raid on a CIA service facility in Germany? Yeah, there's been all kinds of stuff floating around on the internet about it. But my question is, uh, if, this is, uh, if the, these reports are accurate, uh, President Trump spoke for 45 minutes this afternoon outlining all the fraud that uh, they have uncovered so far. So what is, is this, pardon the expression, his Trump card that he is uh, waiting to play at the uh, appropriate moment? Because I wonder otherwise, how come he hasn't mentioned it? Uh, uh, Bobby, we need to outlaw voting by mail. Absolutely. Iraq ran more honest elections in the middle of a civil war in 2004 or 5 than we have in 2020. Yeah, intentionally. Uh, Bobby, Chinese put down all movements in both mainland China and Hong Kong and managed to get the EU and the UK to become their largest trading partner. At the same time, they've managed to help lay the foundation for the largest voter fraud committed in U.S. history. Yeah. Again, uh, not by accident. Uh, Bobby, the only ones who are actually disenfranchised by voter ID requirements are the homeless. Bobby, can they not call the poll workers in to testify, the ones that counted the votes, as they were the ones that committed the fraud? When it goes to court, yeah. Uh, bring them in, put them on the stand, put them under oath, under penalty of, of perjury, and uh, show them some of these videos. What are you doing here with that uh, USB card? Uh, where do these uh, dump trucks full of ballots come from? You know, to uh, wrap things up for today. Thanks so much for being along, as always. We'll do it again tomorrow. Hope to see you then. God bless.